Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Such a sweet spirit in this place. Did Dana leave? I want to honor the gift on your life. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for the gift of our psalmist this morning? I don't, I don't believe this is a new word to you, but this should just be a confirming word. Any of us who are avid Bible readers know that King Saul, the Bible said that an evil spirit troubled him. And David would come and minister and worship, and that evil spirit would lift. I believe spirits have been lifted on today because of the anointing on your life. Guard the gift, forever guard the gift that's on your life, because God's going to use you mightily to lift evil spirits from people. And this morning, you've done just that. Can we give God a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. They told me about you, Dana, but I got to experience your gift in, in, in first person. I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Y'all, somebody say pray for the pastor. Y'all going to have to pray for the pastor. We could have been addicted on that. Amen. So grateful to have everybody in the house of the Lord. Let us go quickly to our Bibles. I want us to go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I've been talking and um, navigating a sermon series called A Disciplined Life. And I said that this is God's design and desire for every disciple. Somebody say, I've got to be disciplined. So we've been traversing through this sermon series and I want to I want to conclude it on this morning. I want us to look at verse 10b through 11. Reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. If you can stand to your feet for the reading of God's holy word. The Bible reads thus, but God's discipline is always good for us. Somebody say always. So that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. Somebody say it's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. No discipline is enjoyable. While it is happening, it's painful. But afterwards, somebody say after a little bit, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject that discipline is the place of abundance. One of the reasons why many believers live in lack is because many believers live undisciplined lives. So if I want to experience this life of abundance, somebody say, I've got to be disciplined. And many, one of the reasons why many believers deny this process of discipline is because we believe it will deny us of some earthly pleasure. One of the reasons people don't want to go through the process of discipline is because we feel like we're going to miss out on some stuff. Tell you that you ain't missing out on nothing. No, you're not missing out on nothing. Many believe that discipline will, watch this, cause us to deny ourselves of some foods that we like. Somebody say, you ain't missing out on nothing. Uh, many of us don't want to be disciplined because we think we're going to miss out on some of these uh, generational fads. Somebody say, you ain't missing out on nothing. 
and watch this, many of us simply do not want to be disciplined because we feel like we will deny our ability to watch this to please our flesh. Uh, discipline, discipline. Uh, we think we're going to miss out on some stuff. But yet as believers, we must understand that the Lord's discipline is not simply that we would be abstaining from things that give us pleasure. But God is trying to give us, some might say, abundance. Yeah, he wants to give you abundance. I believe that to be so. And, and, and here's the critical thing that we have to understand. In other words, what discipline causes us to abstain from, really what it really does is gives us access to our abundance. There's some stuff that God wants to give you, but you can only get access, somebody say, through discipline. And somebody might be saying, how do I know? How do I know? Uh, notice what John 10, 10 declares. This is the very reason that Jesus came, that I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more, somebody say, abundantly. Uh, so in other words, this access to a discipline, an abundant life requires that I live a disciplined life. And I said this earlier, that maybe one of the reasons why you don't live in abundance is because maybe you're not disciplined. Because our inability to live disciplined, watch this, may be the very reason that we're denied from our abundance. That's a sad tragedy, y'all. And this is why I said throughout the sermon series, we've examined how discipline is the place of alignment. Somebody say, it keeps me in God's will. It's not only the place of alignment, but it's the place of adjustment. In other words, how do I submit to discipline? And I said it's also the place of affirmation. How do we please the Lord? And I need us to understand if we don't find ourselves in alignment, if we don't adjust ourselves as a result of this discipline, and we never find ourselves at the place of affirmation, we can never get to abundance. Somebody say, it's all because of my discipline. Therefore, the critical questions we got to ask ourselves is, what must we allow discipline to do in us that causes us to have access to this abundance? It's one thing to live a disciplined life, but it's another thing for discipline to do a thing in you. And many of us have watched this. We know how to act disciplined, but we have not allowed discipline to do something in us. And what is the abundance that discipline gives us access to? Somebody say, I got to know the answers. Yeah, I got to know the answers to that. And the answers to these questions are significant because watch this. The degree of discipline that will, um, will do for us and in us will determine the degree of abundance that we walk in. I need to say that again. The degree of discipline that does a work in and for us will determine the degree of abundance that we walk in. If somebody wants to walk in abundance, somebody say amen. amen. Uh, in other words, I've got to live a disciplined life. Uh, and I, I need us to understand something about this epistle in Hebrews chapter 12. It was written to Jewish Christians. And somebody may be saying, why is this significant? Because they were both watchers, familiar, and faithful to Levitical and Mosaic laws. In other words, they knew how to be disciplined to religious practices, but they failed to allow that discipline to penetrate them. Ooh, I hope y'all just caught what I just said. In other words, they were familiar with the laws. These were, somebody say they were former Pharisees that knew the laws, that knew to adhere to the laws. Watch this. They could practice the laws, but those laws did not penetrate them. So if I'm going to live a disciplined life, I don't just want to practice discipline, but I want discipline to penetrate me. 
Somebody say, allow discipline to penetrate me. Oh, I don't want to just look like I've got it all together, but I want discipline to do something in me. And as it was for these believers, so it is for many of us. We can be disciplined to pray, but does that discipline to pray do something in us? We can be disciplined to attend worship, but does that discipline to worship do something in us? You know, you got folk. I don't know. They do this in the old church. They have the roll. Y'all know the roll call. And the saints were, watch this, faithful to come to worship, but still nasty. I don't want to be disciplined to worship and worship do nothing to me. Oh, we can be disciplined to read our devotional. But does that discipline do something in me? Somebody say discipline do something in me. Uh, uh, because discipline that is done that does not do anything in us is a discipline, watch this, that is done in vain. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. A discipline that is done but does not do nothing in us is a discipline done in vain. And this is why even Jesus admonished believers with these words. Watch this in Matthew, Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. He says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. And assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Woo. Somebody say, I want my abundance. So therefore, if I want our abundance, that means when discipline is done with no intentions for discipline to do anything in us, watch this, our reward is the attention of men rather than the abundance of God. Some of y'all losing weight because you just want to look good for a man. Did y'all catch what I just said? But I want, somebody say, I want my abundance. Uh, I, uh, so, so, so hear this. Uh, I, I, this is why the writer of Hebrews in our foundational text was admonishing these believers concerning what they needed to allow discipline to do in us. And as it was for these believers, so it must be for us. We must desire for discipline to be our place of abundance. Therefore, my prayer this morning is that we glean wisdom from our text so that we might gain our abundance. Somebody say, I want my abundance. Now, I want to walk the text. Anybody that knows me, I like to walk the text. So notice what the first portion of, of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10 B says. But God's discipline is always good for us. Somebody say, it's good for me. It's important to note, and I need y'all to know this and catch this real good. And I think we already got this. Your flesh will always fight against discipline. I need you to know that your flesh, somebody say, not the enemy. My flesh will always fight against discipline. This is why your behind can start some January 1st and you can end it on January 2nd. Because your flesh will fight against discipline. And if, it can be, if we can be honest, hear this. Your flesh wants you to, wants you to take another bite. Yeah, it really do. It wants you to take another bite of that. Your flesh wants you to skip another day of exercising your body. And your flesh, watch this, wants you to go to bed rather than reading your Bible. Because your flesh, watch this, knows how to put up a fight against your discipline. So, so, and somebody may be saying, why? Somebody shout, why? Because discipline, watch this, is to de designed to deny what our flesh is accustomed to. The reason... Why you're going to be attacked by your flesh? Because your flesh, watch this, discipline will always come against what your flesh is accustomed to. Somebody say, um, discipline is trying to change me. And this is why your flesh wants you to grieve in the face of discipline. 
rather than declaring that discipline is for your good. And he realized one of the reasons why you can't depend on your flesh to sustain your discipline. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. Many of us are depending on our flesh to sustain our discipline. Somebody say the devil is a lie. I don't care what you may think. Your flesh ain't strong enough to sustain your discipline. Somebody may be saying, how do I know? Watch what Matthew 26, 41 reminds us. That our flesh is weak. Somebody say, my flesh is weak. And somebody might be saying, why is this significant? Because when your flesh wants to grieve discipline, your spirit has to declare yes to discipline. Oh, somebody say, my spirit. I know the old saints used to say, your your soul has to give a yes. Because your flesh ain't going to do it. Somebody say, your flesh ain't going to do it. Because there will be times when your flesh will refuse discipline, but your spirit has to remind you that discipline is for your good. I'm, I'm not worried about my flesh. There's something that discipline wants to do in my spirit and my spirit, man. Somebody say, it has to say yes. It has to say yes. And one of the reasons why some of y'all spirit mans can't say yes is because your spirit man is just as weak as your flesh. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. Notice what our foundational text says. But God's discipline is always good for us. God's discipline is always for our good. And because our flesh will deny that, your spirit has to declare it. And this is why if we desire to be disciplined, to be our place of abundance, then we must have, watch this, an eternal witness. Someone say internal. My, my spirit has to bear witness to what, watch this, God is trying to do with me through discipline. Woo! Somebody said my spirit has to bear witness. Ooh, I know my flesh don't like it, but my spirit is going to bear witness. Y'all know, this is why I don't think Dana had to do this this morning. But sometimes when you don't feel like worshiping, you've got to command your spirit to worship. Even when you don't feel like loving your spouse, you've got to command your spirit to work, um, to love your spouse. Someone say, I know I'm right about it. I've got to command my spirit. And watch this. Here is one of the reasons why discipline is never the place of abundance for many believers. Because their flesh is stronger than their spirit. Somebody say that's a sad reality. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves. When we want to want discipline to be our place of abundance is this. Not if our flesh is strong enough, but is our spirit strong enough to sustain discipline? Someone say, I've got to feed my spirit. I've got to feed because really, I know I, I know I, I, I talked about this in the beginning portion of this sermon series, but your spirit has to be strong enough to sustain your discipline. Your flesh, watch this, your no ain't strong enough to keep you in discipline. Ooh, I hope y'all just heard what I just said. Your no is not strong enough to keep you in discipline. Uh, Someone say, my spirit, man, has to be strong. And watch this. Many of us, watch this, given to our flesh more than we give into our spirit. And notice what the latter portion of Romans 13, 14 declares. The Bible says, and make no provision. Some of y'all making way for you to be undisciplined. Some say, make no provision. If you know they're going to be cooking out and they, all they got is desserts, then somebody say, stay home. You've made provision for your flesh. You know you can't say no to him when he take off his shirt. Somebody say, stay home. He says, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. And many of us are giving in and making provision for our flesh. 
Someone say, help us today. Help us today. So here's a word of wisdom. If you're struggling to live a disciplined life, then you may need to question who or what are you making provision for? Does your flesh have access to keep you from living discipline? Do I make it too easy for my flesh to have free reign? Oh, someone say I've got to, I've got to, I've got to put my flesh under subjection. Because watch this. Because who you make provision for will determine who will prosper. Who you make provision for will determine who will prosper. And some of us are so prideful. And we think, well, I can say no to that. I'm too, I'm strong in the Lord. I, I've been walking with God too long. I can walk by him and not worry about it. So I say, my flesh is weak. I keep thinking you strong. You're going to fall. Down. I, I believe the Bible declares that, um, that pride goes before a fall. I've got to know that my flesh, my flesh. So I say, my flesh is weak. And as Jesus declared in John 6, 63, it is the spirit, watch this, that gives life. And not only does the spirit give life, but it gives us access to our abundance through discipline. So here's my spirit has to bear witness. When my flesh wants to rile up, my spirit has to say, sit down down. When my flesh wants to have provision in my life, my spirit has to shut all areas of access. Somebody say, my spirit has to bear witness. And the reason, I'm going to say this and say it again, the reason why many of us are undisciplined is because our flesh is stronger than our spirit, man. Somebody say, strengthen your spirit, man. And this is why if we want a discipline to be our place of abundance, then we need to have an internal witness. Somebody say, my spirit has to bear witness. Where we make provision for our spirit and not of our flesh. And I'm going to drop this off. This ain't in my notes. When you know that your flesh is strong, that's why you got to get somebody. Ye who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of grace. I need somebody who can hold me accountable. Somebody that's strong in their spirit who can speak life into me. Who can declare, if, if I need somebody to tell my flesh to sit down, somebody say hook up with somebody who's spiritual. And the reason why many of us are undisciplined this is in the natural. When you're working out, you don't know what you're doing. You get somebody to show you how to do it. And not only do you get somebody to show you how to do it, some of y'all got to get a trainer. Y'all got to get a coach. You got to get a, a, a workout buddy. Somebody say, I need all of that. So if we'll do it in the natural, we'll pay folk to be our accountability partners in the natural. Why would we not do it in the spirit? Somebody say, hold me accountable. Hold me accountable to be disciplined. I, I, my spirit was so blessed on yesterday because my, my flesh was trying to go astray and the leaders were holding me. Somebody say accountable. Telling me to remain steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that my labor. Somebody say my labor is not in vain. Sometimes you need some folk to be able to tell you that. Somebody say I need some folk that are spiritual. Now look at this. Look at the next portion of the text. So that we might share in his holiness. We need our spirit, watch this, to work out discipline. And we need discipline to do a work in our spirit. I hope you just heard what I just said. We need our spirit to work out discipline, but we also need discipline to do a work in our spirit. 
Because discipline is more than just making our flesh submit, but discipline is about sanctifying my spirit, man. Someone say, I'm, I'm going to be sanctified by And your intent for the discipline um, is to, if it, watch this, if your intent is for discipline to make you look good, watch this, it'll never work for your good. I hope y'all just caught that. All right, so, 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 and here lies one of the reasons that discipline is never the place of abundance for many believers. Because many believers want discipline to make them look good rather than working for their good. Somebody might be saying, how do I know? What do I mean? We post, y'all know with social media, everybody posting something. We post our 5 a.m. worship, so we look good. But that worship ain't working for our good. It, it looks, it looks good. Uh, we want people to see us in our words so we can look good, but that word ain't working for our good. Watch this, we lose the weight so we can look good, but it's not working for our good. And as I made mention in, in, our, in my introduction, it warrants repeating again. Consider how Jesus warned his disciples in Matthew 6 and 5. Consider it again. He says that when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in synagogues and on the corners of the street that it may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Somebody say that they got their reward. In other words, you can be disciplined to worship. You can be disciplined in your word. You can be disciplined to lose weight and it will not profit your spirit, man. But it will really watch this only profit you. Somebody say it only profit you. That means... If I want discipline to be this place of abundance, there has to be an indwelling work. How somebody say, do a work in me, God? Discipline has to be able to do a work in my inner man. Uh, And somebody may be saying, what do I mean? Notice what our foundational text says again. So that we might share in his holiness. So hear this. This means if discipline does not produce holiness, then your discipline will never produce your harvest. Now, now, now that right there is just good to me. When I'm disciplined, it should produce a level of, someone say holiness. And if it don't produce holiness, I'll never receive my harvest from God. So before you look for a harvest from your discipline, you need to ask yourself, watch this. Am I more holy because of discipline. Did discipline do an indwelling work in my life? I don't. This is why the writer of Hebrews had to I know you know the Mosaic law. I know you know the Levitical law. I know, watch this. This is why you got bishops with garbs and can be disciplined and all that stuff, but still not be, somebody say, holy. If I'm going to be disciplined, I wanted to produce a level of holiness in me. So, so, so if we can't watch this, answer these questions with confidence, then we can't be confident that we'll see our abundance as a result of our discipline. So here's a word of wisdom. Here is a good litmus test. If your commitment to discipline is doing an indwelling work is the fruit of the spirit evident in my life because of my efforts to be more disciplined. Somebody said that's a good litmus test. Because some of y'all are disciplined and still nasty. Just because I discipline my tongues, do my words now edify. Someone say edify. I know you discipline your body, but do your clothes glorify him? 
Because you got your body together, but you still showing everything to everybody. Somebody say, God, I've got to have the fruit of the spirit. I, I, I know you discipline your emotions, but does your heart now want to reconcile with those that did you wrong? Somebody say, your discipline should always produce, somebody say, holiness. If you're being disciplined and you're not more holy, you are not sharing in his holiness. Somebody say, you done got your reward. You're going to get that man that's going to beat you upside your head. You're going to get that man that's going to go to somebody else who got another fine body over there. Somebody say it needs to produce holiness. See, y'all don't like that this morning. I want you to look cute. Some of y'all look cute, but I want you to watch this. I not be cute and carnal. Because our ability to see the fruit of the spirit in our lives as a result of discipline, watch this, is what gives us access to abundance. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. It's important to note that when you have discipline with no fruit, then you just have a form of godliness. Tell your neighbor, I don't want a form of godliness. This is why you can, you can have churches that look like they got it all together. Everything's well put in place because they become disciplined. But there's no holiness. So I go into church and folk don't talk to me. Somebody say no holiness. I, I go into church and folk are still nasty. Somebody say no holiness. I go into church and the pastor is sleeping with everybody. Somebody say no holiness. You can be disciplined and have a form of godliness. Somebody say that's dangerous. And hear this, you're going to get your reward. It won't be from God. Men going to say, oh, he look good in them gods. Men going to say, oh, the church looks so wonderful. But when we get before God, whoo, tell them, I don't want them to say depart from me. Ooh, I don't want them to say depart from me. Ooh, it's an, and then watch this. I don't care if you can be disciplined to come on time, but you don't know how to talk to people. I, I don't care if you can be disciplined to put down that cake, but you still cuss. Someone say, I got to be disciplined. I don't care if you can be disciplined to give all of your money, but you still gossip. Because watch this, you can be disciplined and still be demonic. This is why We've got to make sure discipline doesn't work in us. I don't want to be so disciplined that folk look at me and think I got it all together and I'm demonic at home. Tell your neighbor, I don't want to be disciplined and still demonic. Help us, God. Help us, God. Cause discipline to do a work in us. And watch this. Just as I don't care, somebody say God don't care neither. He don't care that you come on time but don't know how to talk to people. Somebody say he don't care. He know you put down that cake, but you still cuss. Somebody say he don't care. Consider what the latter portion of our foundational text says. It says to share in his holiness. Because if you can't share in his holiness, you neither can you share in his harvest. Watch this. The Bible says, let no flesh glory in my presence. So if I can't share in his holiness, I'll never share in his harvest. Somebody say, discipline, make me more holy. Oh, make me more holy. I want to look more like you, God. I, I got to be in your presence, God. And I'm going to give you a Bible. Somebody say, I'm going to give you a Bible. Because watch this. Notice what it just says. Just a few verses later in our foundational text. In verse number 14. Pursue peace with all people. Somebody say, and holiness. Without which, no one will see the Lord. So God is saying, I know. You got a form of godliness. But if discipline does not produce holiness, 
you won't see him and you will not see your harvest. Somebody say, help us today. And the good news is, is that God wants discipline to be our place of abundance. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. His name, my wife said, is is a strong tower. Somebody say the holy. The holy holy can run in the righteous and be found safe. Somebody say, that's the abundance I want. But you'll never get that level of abundance if you don't allow discipline to do an indwelling work in us. And if we want and if we want it to be our place of abundance, we've got to say discipline, do a work in me. Here this, I'm almost done, y'all. Notice what verse number eleven says. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. Somebody say painful. The promise of discipline is only reserved for those that persevere. Somebody say discipline takes work. And if I want to receive what God has for me as a result of discipline, I've got to persevere. And if we can be honest, as our text reminds us, there are times, if we can just be honest, y'all, discipline can be painful. And whenever we have to endure pain, it can make it difficult to persevere. Because if we can be honest, it's painful to wake up early when you've never been disciplined to. Be painful. I know the doctor telling me to exercise three times a week, but it can be painful when I've never been disciplined to. And watch this, it can be painful not to eat that sweet potato pie when you've never been disciplined to. So, 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 so when I endure this kind of pain, it makes it hard. Somebody say to persevere. And if we desire, but watch this, for this discipline to be our place of abundance, then we have to declare, watch this, that we've given too much to live discipline to give up now. I don't know about y'all, but when you just start trying to live discipline for a little bit, I done gave up too much to give up now. In other words, I need an invested will. Somebody say my will has to be invested. Yeah, I got to have a desire that I've invested too much to give up now. I don't know about y'all, but I've given too much to give up now. In other words, if we want discipline to be our place of abundance, we must have an invested will. And I don't know about anybody else, but when you've invested too much into something, it's hard to give up on it, no matter how painful it might be. I don't care how hard it gets, I done put too much into this. My former pastor said it this way, um, you know, when folk been married 30, 40 years and then somebody say that I'm leaving today and then she said, where we going? No, you ain't going nowhere. I've invested too much into this. I don't know about y'all. I'm not going to give that up too easy. When you've invested so much in a marriage, it's hard to give up on that marriage. When you've invested so much into a ministry, it's hard to give up on that ministry. And when you've invested so much in that business matter, it's hard to give up on that matter. And as it is with so much else, so it must be with discipline. We can't invest so much into discipline that we give up now. Tell your neighbor, don't give up now. Because the promise for those that do discipline is only reserved for those that persevere. It, it does not matter how well you start. Somebody say, it does matter how you finish. Oh, it matters how you finish. It matters how you finish. And I'm going to give you a Bible. Someone say he's going to give you a Bible. Watch what Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 says. You need, somebody say I need to. That's a good word. Persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. 
I've got, someone said, I've got a mercy for you. And here's the good news. We're pre-warned that it's going to be painful. We're pre-warned that it's going to be hard. But if I want my harvest, I've got to endure. Someone say the hard thing. And, 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 and my, my, my thing is, is that even when it gets hard, I've got to remember what I invested into it. Some of y'all ain't putting nothing in it. Somebody say, put something into your discipline. That's the reason why some of y'all can't persevere because you ain't putting nothing into it. Uh, here's a word of wisdom. It will be difficult to persevere in discipline when you've put, you have not put nothing into your discipline. So if you're struggling to remain steadfast in discipline, you need to ask yourself, what have you invested? Listen, just the very fact that I had to get up early and go out there and work out. Listen, I invested too much of my time. I don't know about y'all, but my time is worth something to me, y'all. Somebody say, I've invested too much. And I know this may sound elementary, but I need to remind someone of this. The degree that you invest in discipline will determine the degree that you receive from discipline. When I'm, listen, if you don't cause yourself to be disciplined, somebody say be all in. Be all in. Don't, don't, don't come halfway. If you're going to try to be disciplined, somebody say be all in. Be all in. Because the degree that you invest in discipline is going to determine the degree that you receive from discipline. Somebody say, how do I know? Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. Remember this. He who sows little will reap little. And he who sows plentiful will reap plentiful. You've been disciplined for just 24 hours. Somebody say, that's not enough. Uh, you want to, you want, I, I, ain't not, I, I worked out just today and I ain't you trying to measure all waistlines and stuff. Somebody say, that's not enough. Not enough. Give yourself about two weeks, not two days. The degree, watch this. Therefore, if we desire abundance from dis discipline, then we must invest abundantly in discipline. Somebody say, I got to be all in. And our ability to invest abundantly in discipline will watch this help us abide in discipline. I don't know about nobody else, but I've given too much to give up now. I've, I've, I'm, I'm too far in to give up now. Ooh, you got to say, I'm too close. Somebody say, I'm too close. I'm too close to give up now. Because when you've given too much into discipline, it's hard to give up on discipline. Somebody say, I need an invested will. I'm done, y'all. It's critical as we try to live disciplined lives, and we've got to be mindful that this is what God desires of me. Somebody say, he desires that of me. So if you ain't on time, somebody say, I got, you got to start being on time. If you don't know how to handle your money, somebody say, I got to start learning how to handle my money. If you don't know how to be faithful in your relationship, somebody say, I got to learn how to be faithful. Because God wants us to live a disciplined life. And I said this on last week. Notice this. The good news about a disciplined life is that God can look down on you and say, that's my child. It reminds him that I'm his seed. Some of y'all, this is why God don't really come through for none, none of y'all. Because you don't look like him. Did y'all hear what I just said? He said, David said, I was young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. Maybe the right, one of the reasons that you're still begging God for stuff is because you don't look like God. And if I want to look like God, I, someone say I got to be more disciplined. God does not desire for us to live a disciplined life just so that we might abstain for some things. Because if that was the only point, 
then there would be no reason for the writer of Hebrews to speak to these Jewish Christians. They knew how to be disciplined. Many of us know how to go through the motions. Many of us know how to look like we got it all together, but discipline never did a work in us. So, so, so this writer says, allow discipline to do something in you. Uh, because it gives us access to our harvest. But our access to abundant life requires a disciplined life. And our discipline, watch this, a disciplined life must be something every believer um, uh, does to have access to this abundance. We have to have an internal witness. Somebody say, my spirit has to bear witness. Don't make any provision for your flesh when you're trying to be disciplined. I love Bishop T. Anthony Brown because he said, it's not that I don't like it anymore. It's just not available. So when you're trying to be disciplined, don't give access to what your flesh likes. Somebody say, don't make no provision for it. If you got to, listen, if you got to block them on social media, somebody say, do that. Okay. If you got to tell them when y'all go there, girl, don't call me because I know I'm going to eat up the whole place. Somebody say, I got to put a block on it. Yeah, don't call me, girl. Call me when you, I hate that they closed down Sweet Tomatoes, but if Sweet Tomatoes was here, if you go in there, call me because you know I'm trying to live discipline. So I've got to have this internal witness. And watch this. Not only do I need an internal witness, but I need it to do an indwelling work. I don't want to just be disciplined and still be demonic. I don't want to look like I got it all together and I'm on time, but I don't know how to talk to people. So, so God make me more holy as a result of discipline. And the good news is, watch this, that holiness will get you in the presence of God. Ooh, that's good news. Somebody say that's good news. And that we ought to have an invested will. Somebody say put something into it. Because most of y'all are giving up because you ain't putting nothing in the discipline. Here's the good news. That if we allow discipline to do that in our lives, the latter portion of our foundational text reveals the abundance that we have access to. Notice what it says. It says, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this, in this way. This means our abundance. Really what it is, is that we inherit his worthiness. In other words, when we're disciplined, and not just by a form, but it does something in us. God finds us worthy in his sight. And here's the good news concerning this. Psalm 84, 11 reminds us that no good thing will it withhold to them that walk uprightly. So the real place of abundance is when God finds us, somebody say worthy. So I want discipline to do a work in me and God finds me. Somebody say worthy. No good thing, y'all. That means, that means that job that has been ordained for you. No good thing. Somebody say no good thing. That spouse that you desire, somebody say no good thing. God says, if I can find you worthy, if discipline can do a work in you, you will inherit my worthiness. Somebody say that's good news. Stand to your feet. This sermon series wasn't just about us losing weight to look good. But we want to look good, somebody say, before him. Yeah, I want God to find us worthy. God says, if I can find you worthy, no good thing will he withhold from me. Somebody say, that's abundance. That's the kind of abundance that I want, that the righteous can cry out and he hears me. Somebody say, I need that kind of abundance. 
I want to always, y'all know how the old saints say, to be able to get a prayer through. It's when he finds me worthy, you can get a prayer through. And that's a disciplined life that what discipline has done a work in me. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, God, for this sermon series. God, we thank you, God, for all that our ears have heard and our hearts have received. But God, let this not simply be another sermon series. God, let this not just be something that we use to get our bodies right. But God, we want you to find us right in your sight. Help discipline to do that in our lives, God, we pray. Thank you, God, that discipline, a disciplined life is the place of abundance. We thank you, God, we see it now, God, that you want to do something in us as a result of discipline. Help us, God, to have an internal witness. God, when our flesh wants to rise up, our spirit can tell our flesh to sit on down. God, let our spirit bear witness, God, when our flesh wants to deny us of discipline. And God, I pray, God, for indwelling work in all of us. Allow discipline to make us more holy. God, let us have the fruit of the spirit and not simply a form of godliness. We need you, God, we pray. And God, help us to have an invested will. We put in too much, God, to give up now. I don't know what that is, God. Some of us have worked out too much to give up now. Some of us, God, have spent too much time on stuff to be more disciplined to give up now. Help us to have an invested will, God. And God, I pray for every believer in this place, God, that we can inherit your worthiness. And God, calls us to realize that this is a journey, God, None of us have arrived, but God help us day by day that you find us more worthy because you find us more disciplined, God, we pray. And every believer that wants a disciplined life, but not just a disciplined life, that discipline doesn't work in them. Somebody say thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. There may be somebody here this morning who says, I can't allow discipline to do a work in me because God has yet to do a work in me. I have not given my life to Christ. If that's you and you want to give your life to Christ. You said none of this makes sense because I don't know this God that gives this level of abundance. You can give your life to Christ on today. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you can be saved. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands in the sanctuary. I believe we're all saved this morning. But there may be somebody online who says I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, I want to pray. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for this one that has come. God, thank you, God, that they are declaring on today that they're a sinner in need of a Savior. Thank you, God, that they're declaring, God, that that Savior is only, only, only found in Jesus Christ. And God, thank you, God, that they're confessing and believing that Jesus Christ will now be Lord over their life. We thank you, God, that your word declares you told your son, whomever you put in his hands, no man can snatch away. And because of today, God, their salvation is now secure. They have another place after this, God. There's a home. And you say, God, many mansions are there, God. And we thank you, God, there, there's a mansion reserved for them. God, we pray, God, now that they'll find a church home. They'll find a body of believers that they can connect with, that can grow them, disciple them, and help them to live more disciplined lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. With a hand clap of praise, let's give God for that one who's given their life to Christ.